Welcome to The Loop with Stan Guthrie. As an author and communicator, Stan offers a critical and often humorous look at the day's issues, all from a distinctly Christian perspective. From his home studio in Chicagoland, where it snows far too often for his tastes, Stan cheerfully takes on all comers in a culture that is losing its mind without losing his. And now, here is Stan Guthrie. Now we're going to look at a few Chicago headlines along with my commentary. Officer Exodus, 1,000 plus Chicago cops left the job last year. According to WGN, the number of officers on the beat with the Chicago Police Department has declined from 13,353 to 11,731 as of January last month. The city is facing a horrendous shortage of police officers, which is why crime continues to grow. WGN has also broken another story. Here's the title. Suburban school worker charged with stealing $1.5 million worth of chicken wings from district. (laughs) And as one of my friends on Twitter said, I think she flew the coop. Another headline. Governor J.B. Pritzker announced the state's public health emergency will end on May 11, 2023, aligning the state with the federal government's decision to end the national public health emergency. Now, let me ask you, how big a coincidence is it that both Joe Biden and J.B. Pritzker have decided that the public emergency will be over on May 11th? Actually, the emergency has been over for just about two years since we got the vaccines. So this is pure politics. It has everything to do with federal funding and controlling the lives of citizens. To say that the emergency will end May 11th of 2023 is an admission that this has been purely a political ploy really for the last two years. In fact, Illinois is the only state in the Midwest that has continued to claim that the state is a disaster area. Wisconsin ended its public proclamations of emergency in March of 2021. Iowa ended in February 2022. Missouri ended in December of 2021. Kentucky ended in March 2022. Indiana ended in March of 2022. And Michigan of all states and in October of 2020 and yet J.B. Pritzker every month continues to claim that Illinois is a disaster area so that he can get more federal funding which is really keeping the Illinois budget alive. Well if he wants to call Illinois a disaster area I won't fight it too much because in a lot of ways politically with crime with taxes it is a disaster area. Chicago crime rose 41% last year. Illinois has lost more than 173,000 jobs since Governor Pritzker took office. Boeing, Caterpillar, and Tyson Foods headquarters also left Illinois, 
So you can see, yes, Illinois is a disaster area, but not the way that J.B. Pritzker wants you to think. And I'll throw in one more headline for you. Chicago crime is already up 61% in the first 22 days of January. Every major line item was up significantly, except for murders, which were down 9%. Car thefts were up 165%. Criminal sexual assault is up 12%. Robbery is up 26%. Aggravated battery is up 31%. Burglary up 11%. Theft has increased 24%. So it's not just a few things that are up. So the loop is in trouble, the loop is fraying, and something needs to change. There will be a mayoral election in April, and let's hope, God willing, that we get better leadership than we have right now. You meet all kinds of interesting people on Twitter and encounter even more interesting comments. Today, while I was perusing Twitter, I came across a comment from Diana Butler Bass, who is a PhD at Duke University. She's a public theologian, historian, and author of, I believe, 11 books, including one called Freeing Jesus. Now, she is a pretty well-known theological liberal, at least from my perspective, and she weighed in on the continuing controversy of so-called banning books in libraries and schools, basically the LGBTQ books that activists want to put in the hands of young people as young as the age of six, you know, up to third grade. And it's my contention and the contention of many people that uh, those things, whatever you think about them morally, are not age-appropriate. So anyway, Diana Butler Bass had a very interesting little comment. I'd like to share it with you. She said, quote, Every mainline church should add all their localities' banned books to their church libraries and offer lending services and reading rooms to their neighbors. Now, perhaps that is why uh, mainline churches continue to decline, because they're focusing on liberal or progressive social issues at the expense of the gospel. That's not what churches are for. But anyway, that's what Diana Butler Bass says. What I say is that parents and not the school system and certainly not librarians or mainline churches should be in charge of raising our children. And parents should be the ones who decide whether a book is appropriate for their children I'd like to read a little bit from my book, Victorious, Corey Ten Boom in the Hiding Place. It recounts a time in Corey's life when she was a young girl, accompanying her father, Casper Ten Boom, across the Netherlands as he did some business as a watchmaker. Quote, Casper Ten Boom's kindness and moral stature loom large in the hiding place. His jaunts into Amsterdam with young Corey provided other spiritual lessons that served her well when the Nazi trial by fire came. Once, when Corey was 10 or 11, she came across what she thought was the word sexin 
It was actually two words. Seated beside him on the train, Corey did what came naturally to her. She asked her father about it. Father, she said, what is sex in? After sitting there quietly for a moment, Casper stood up, took hold of his heavy traveling case that was crammed with watches and other items, and set it on the floor. Will you carry it off the train, Corey? It's too heavy, his trusting daughter replied. Yes, he agreed, and it would be a pretty poor father who would ask his little girl to carry such a load. It's the same way, Corey, with knowledge. Some knowledge is too heavy for children. When you are older and stronger, you can bear it. For now, you must trust me to carry it for you. And she did. One day, she would be strong enough spiritually, by the grace of God, to carry some very heavy knowledge indeed. That's the end of the section, and I'll just close this segment of the podcast by saying, Casper Ten Boom had a lot more wisdom than a lot of today's religious and otherwise social activists, including one Diana Butler Bass. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on The Loop with Stan Guthrie.